0: what's up witches i'm claudia and i'm jess and welcome to true, true crime coven hey jess how are you doing i am not too shabby how
1: are you uh i fine just chocolate i thought you are gonna be like
0: very shabby <laughs> i'm very it's shabby like, you're the what you're
1: the glue holding this team together today jess Today yeah. I have a case that I literally stumbled upon. I know people always say that. Yeah. I had no idea what case I wanted to do. And I thought, I looked at a load of things and I just sort of stumbled upon this case and was like, oh damn, I've not heard of it before. <laughs> Which could be a lie, I might have actually listened to it before and mm. like just it's been slotted, yeah, it's just in filed the away. Head, yeah. it's, it's bizarre. Um. And yeah, as I was reading it, I was like, yeah, I need to know more about this. I, I need mm. to talk about it. So today we're going to cover... The Alabama University Killer, Doctor Amy Bishop. Have you ever heard Ooh. of her? No, I haven't. Yeah, I literally don't think I had. Yeah, no, no, I don't think I have. Trigger warnings. I don't think there's really any. Maybe. Oh. It. No, I don't no. think so. Amy Bishop was born April twenty fourth, nineteen sixty five. She grew up in a middle class town south of Boston called Braintree, Massachusetts. Attending Braintree High School, where she was said to be an excellent student and a devoted violinist although quiet to the point of invisible at school. Amy was asthmatic, and this meant many trips to A&E as a child. However, this is also thought to be the catalyst for her love of science as she resolved to find a cure for the condition. Amy went on to gain her degree as a biology major at Northeastern University in Boston, which is also where her dad, Samuel Bishop, worked as a professor, but in the arts department. In 1989, Amy married her partner, James Anderson, with the couple later having four children, three girls and a boy. She then earned her PhD in genetics from Harvard University. So she's one smart cookie. Yeah. Her 1993 thesis at Harvard was on the role of methazatin in the respiratory burst of phagocytes. I hope I said that right.
0: Yeah, that just sounded like absolutely methozatin, different.
1: Methazatin? <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, yeah. I know what a respiratory burst of phagocytes means. Yeah. Hmm. She would then go on to publish at least four scientific articles between 1994 to 1998, cited as lead or co-author. During this time, she worked a number of fellowships and instructor positions at Harvard Medical School and other institutions. In 2003, she took the job of assistant professor in the Department of Biological Sciences at the University of Alabama in Huntsville, where she would end up teaching five courses in total. In March 2009, so she'd been working there for like six years, Mm. Amy Bishop was denied tenure at the university and was not expected to have her teaching contract renewed by the university after March 2010. Now, tenure, to me, it really reminds me of friends. Yeah, because he's like, I got tenure. I got tenure. I've yeah. got job security for life. Oh, yeah. look at her. She's crying. She's, oh, sorry, I'm a massive friends fan. For ages, I thought it was tenure. Yeah. Um, and just something like, oh, i got 10 years at work. Where's yeah, you? that's why I thought it was... But- what is it? Then? Oh, did you? Oh, yeah. No, I thought the same. No, so it's tenure. T E N U R A. I'm sure everyone listening is like, yeah, fucking it. So <laughs> it's the goal for most academics, as it guarantees job stability. Okay. But in order to gain tenure, much work is need to be done. So like, you have to teach, you have to research, publish articles and papers, and carry out faculty service. Yeah. Now, although Amy had done all of this, she was found to be difficult by her colleagues, and then failed to impress the tenure committee at the lecture she gave as part of her evaluation. And so she was denied. Amy filed an appeal after this decision and would moan and complain about the decision to everyone and anyone that would listen. On the morning of February 10th, 2010, Dr. Amy Bishop taught her introduction to neuroscience lecture as normal, although students did say that she seemed to ramble a bit. Mm. After class, Amy went home for a few hours, but was dropped back at the campus by her husband James at around 3pm in time for the department's faculty meeting. Dr. Amy Bishop, along with 12 of her colleagues, gathered around a table in a conference room on the third floor of the Shelby Centre for Science and Technology. She sat quietly for the first 30 minutes of the meeting, along with everyone else. But around 4pm, she suddenly stood up, took out a 9mm handgun and began opening fire at her colleagues, starting (laughs) starting with those closest to her and working down the row. According to witness and survivor Deborah Moriarty, who is the Dean of the University of Alabama's graduate programme and a professor of biochemistry, Bishop was shooting execution style. And those that were shot were on one side of the oval table used during the meeting and the five individuals on the other side dropped to the floor. Amy Bishop had fired several rounds when she turned round and pointed the gun at Deborah Moriarty. Then she pulled the trigger. Moriarty braced herself, but only a click was heard. Either the weapon was out of bullets, or it had jammed. Bishop reportedly appeared angry and confused at this, and so Deborah took her a chance to approach Amy, begging her to stop what she was doing, pleading with her to think of Deborah's grandchildren. It was then that Deborah and the other survivors pushed Amy Bishop out of the room and barricaded themselves inside, using an overturned coffee service table and a small refrigerator to keep the door firmly shut. Bishop then went to the bathroom on the second floor, washed the gun off at the sink and, along with her blazer splattered with the blood of her colleagues, stuffed the weapon into a bin. She then reportedly borrowed someone's phone to call her husband James to pick her up, telling him, I'm done. Before he could arrive, however, she was arrested a few minutes later outside of the Shelby Centre. Dr Amy Bishop had shot six of her colleagues, killing three and injuring three more. Among the dead was 52-year-old Gopi Podaila, the chairman of the biology department he had been shot in the chest he had left india to earn advanced degrees at louisiana state university as well as at indiana state university he had a wife and two teenage daughters he had also supported amy bishop's 10-year application
0: oh god i bet she didn't know that going in would, would i, you I have don't known know
1: that? i can't remember if i saw anything about that i'm also yeah. really sorry if i mispronounced his name Yes, yeah. not intentional yes. Maria Ragland Davis, a fellow biology professor, was shot in the head and died at just 50 years old. Her love of animals had led to her career in biology, where her speciality was in cell and developmental biology. I also read, but I don't know why I didn't put it in, that as a kid she had like a pet duck that followed her around, Aww. and that was where her love of animals came from. That's so cute. <laughs> and lastly, 52-year-old Adriel D. Johnson Sr., also a biology professor, was shot in the head and killed. He spent his free time as an assistant scoutmaster of his two sons' scout troop, teaching the group all about the wonderful world of science.
0: Oh, that's so sad. I know, like, like three, three such yeah, great people. Yeah, and like her, obviously like her colleagues and stuff, so people
1: she would have known yeah. really, really well. Yeah. Amongst the injured were molecular biologist Lewis Cruz Vera. The 42-year-old is hit in the chest, but discharged from hospital after 24 hours. 62-year-old staff assistant, Stephanie Montecchio, I'm really sorry if I pronounced that wrong, was taking notes at the meeting when she was shot in the face but miraculously survived. Oh, wow. However, she sustained shattered sinuses and a broken jaw and is now blind in one eye. She was released from hospital six weeks later on March 29th, 2010. Finally, microbiologist 50-year-old Joseph Leahy was shot in the head and underwent treatment at Huntsfield Hospital's Neurointensive Unit for two months before being discharged on April 14th, 2010. Whilst in this unit, Joseph Leahy had to relearn everything from scratch, mm-hmm. how to feed himself, how to walk, etc. I mean, we work in the hospital, no yeah. exactly. The ward we used to work on was next was door to the neuro myriad. ward. Yeah. He is now permanently blind in his right eye from the shooting, oh. with only partial sight in his left eye. So. Oh, so it's like real...
0: Life-changing injuries for all of them. Yeah, exactly.
1: Luckily, only a few students were in the building at the time of the shooting and none were harmed. That's good. After her arrest on campus, Bishop was reportedly in denial about what she had done, telling the police officers, It didn't happen. There's no way. They're still alive. Oh, wow. And so, like, what happened? Yeah. (laughs) Like, this is just a mum who's a professor, biologist. Yeah. Did she snap? Yeah, is
0: she gone, like, and to then think that it didn't happen as well? Yeah, like, apparently
1: she, like, forgot what happened. Yeah, I mean. Well, let's have a little I look. we we'll find out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, let's have a little look at the life of Dr. Amy Bishop. Yeah. So, it had been reported over the years, Amy showed that even the smallest thing could upset her, causing a disproportionate reaction. She appeared to veer between moments of absolute rage and scientific brilliance. Oh, oh. So she sounds kind of unstable anyway. Yeah. Like, yeah. So reportedly, Amy was a really difficult person to get along with at times. People Mm -hmm. seemed to see her either in one of two ways. Like, I saw a whole article that said that she seemed to have, like, two sides to her. Yeah. Some found her arrogant and headstrong, describing the biologist as quite aloof and superior sometimes, like acting really entitled. Mm. It seems that she could just generally rub people up the wrong way. Colleagues also expressed concern over her erratic behaviour, stating that she would inappropriately interrupt meetings with bizarre tangents and saying she was out of touch with reality. Additionally, in 2009, students of hers complained to the university administrators about the professor's odd and unsettling ways, but nothing came of this. But this might have been why she wasn't going to have a contract me. Yeah,
0: like, it sounds like there's a few red flags. Yeah, they were probably like, we're not going to do anything because we
1: can just easily get rid of her and just not run in. Yeah,
0: Yeah. but obviously... It sounds like she never did anything
1: enough for anyone to be like, oh, she's a danger to herself and other people. Neighbours also didn't have great things to say about Amy Bishop, telling of how she would yell at children playing outside, even purposely knocking over a freestanding basketball hoop that all the kids would play with on the very day that they moved into the street. Started to mean to go on. Yeah. She has her own kids as well, doesn't she? (laughs) When a new basketball hoop was bought, Amy complained constantly to the point her neighbours asked her why the sounds bothered her so much. Yeah. I don't think it was, like, particularly outside her house, but I guess it must have been quite near 30s. Yeah, to, like, hear it. So, yeah, they were like, why does it bother you so much? And apparently almost escalated into a physical fistfight. Wow. Their old next-door neighbour, Arthur Kerr, went on to say that Amy harassed the ice cream truck driver to the point that he stopped coming down the road. Which, as a kid, I would have been furious. Yeah. Also, like, what are her kids and her husband
0: saying about all of this? Like... I don't know. Surely her kids would want to use the basketball net as well, like, wanted ice cream. Her husband would surely be like, Honey, like, this
1: is mad. Stop. I mean, I I don't know how much he was part of it. They never really covered it. Yeah. And finally, in 2003, when the family moved out... Arthur Kerr said that he heard another resident of the street joke, ding dong, the witch is dead. <laughs> um, <laughs> Again, I feel like we all have had, maybe not neighbours, but
0: no people. We know people that are just like, oh. be like, oh, thank God they're gone. Yeah, they're like a
1: relief. Yeah. However, many people in Amy's life saw her as simply brilliant. An intelligent, kind, warm and genuine friend. One of these friends, a woman called Gail Doctor, whom she met through a local writers group and more on her works of, air quote, fiction later, <laughs> has told of how when Doctor's daughter was diagnosed with cancer, Amy would hold her hands while saying prayers to comfort her. Oh, so like, she, she was obviously,
0: still, like, was a nice She had compassion, yeah.
1: yeah. Or maybe that's, like, the only time her
0: husband saw her then was when she was being like that.
1: Yeah, I mean, you just never know. No. It seems as though people either got one side of Doctor Amy Bishop, the kind mother of four, wife, and intelligent university professor or the competitive scathing academic who believed she was entitled to take whatever she wanted. This can be further highlighted by an incident in 2002 when Dr. Bishop was charged with assault after she had punched a woman called Michelle Jika in the head while shouting, I am Dr. Amy Bishop. What had Michelle done to deserve such an outburst? She had the audacity to take the last booster seat at an international house of pancakes a seat which Amy had decided she needed for one of her children. Now, Amy did not plead guilty to the assault, but did admit that there was enough evidence to charge her, and for this she got probation. Now, I don't know what the hell that means. Like, yeah, that's been like, I didn't do it, but I agree that there's evidence oh, yeah. that I did it, but I
0: still. <laughs> but how are they not, not like? Yes, it, yeah, so it you. was my twin. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, very.
1: I I, I don't like, understand that.
0: It was me, but it wasn't really me. Oh, like, sorry. Mm, yeah. Again, where is her husband? Like, if her, with she's her. there with her kids.
1: She like, was with her kids and her husband. Like, why are they not being like... But you don't know if he was the same. Or if he was scared of her. Yeah. So, apparently, she literally got told the last booster seat had just gone to another customer. She walked over to them, and hmm. this happened, in front of their two young kids. Also,
0: if it's the last booster seat, in my head... This is a very busy restaurant. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, is it, did you say it was It IHop? was IHOP. Yeah. They are family-friendly run.
1: <laughs> they're not <laughs> like, going to have, like, two boosters. Yeah, they're going to have multiple. And, yeah, so yeah. there's lots of people there, lots of witnesses. Yeah. Prosecutors also recommended that Amy Bishop attend anger management classes. Although it's not clear if the judge actually ordered this... I Either way, you're... she didn't attend any. Although it seems yeah. like she probably should have. Yeah.
0: Just maybe, maybe, maybe just... go to one session. Like, see, yeah, up, see how just, you like it. Yeah. Try it out. Yeah. Try it Just, like, if you don't like it, you don't have to go again. But,
1: uh, uh yeah. Might, might, might get something out might of it. Might be beneficial for you and everyone around you. Yeah. More chillingly, though, <laughs> the University of Alabama shootings were not the first time Amy had shot and killed someone. Oh. A plot twist. Ooh. The morning after Amy was taken into custody, the chief of police in Braintree, a man named Paul Frazier, called the sheriff's department in Huntsville. He stated over the phone, the woman you have in custody, I thought you'd want to know. She shot and killed her brother back in 1986. Oh, wow. Her own brother. Yeah, you want to hear about that? Of course. (laughs) So, you see, on December 6th, 1986, When Dr. Amy Bishop was 21 years old, she had shot dead her 18-year-old brother, Seth Bishop, with her father's 12-gauge shotgun at their childhood home. It is said that Amy and her brother, Seth, were home alone that day. A lot of reports, as well, talk about how she'd had, like, a spat with her dad the day before. Okay. But I'm not really sure the relevance, other than if they're trying to imply that she was trying to, like, use, like, his gun to do it mm. in, but there was no implication of that either so yeah. I just want to put it in there that she had a, a little apparently a tiff a spat, a spat yeah. with her dad the night before it could be like a revenge thing or it could just be like
0: it was her dad's gun because she yeah. doesn't have her own gun or completely I'm, yeah, right, yeah. I'm like, so I mean, yeah I just wanted
1: to put that in there cause so she people shows look it up that she
0: doesn't have the best relationship with her family no.
1: though if she's having spats with her dad and then shoots her brother so Seth had just returned home from the shops when Amy came downstairs carrying her dad's gun Judy Bishop, the sibling's mum, had just arrived back home when Amy turned to her and said that she had a shell in her gun, but she didn't know how to unload it. Apparently, she stated that she had loaded the shotgun as she was afraid of burglars whilst being home alone, the Bishop family having recently experienced a break in. Okay. So, because of that, Seth had shown her once how to load the gun, but he had not yet shown her how to unload it. She'd accidentally already fired the gun in her bedroom, shattering a vanity mirror and causing a hole in her wall. Judy reportedly told her to not point the gun at anyone but as she turned the weapon to show her brother the gun fired. It hit Seth in the chest at close range tearing his aorta and killing him instantly. Judy called the police and paramedics but Amy wasn't sticking around and instead she decided to flee the scene still holding the gun.
0: Okay, so it says, like, oh, here's this gun. Can you show me how to reload it? Thanks. Don't point it at anyone. I won't. Bang.
1: Straight to your brother. But also... I'm going to run away with the evidence yeah, now. Like, Bye. I Don't get me wrong. I'm sure she was panicking. And I know fight or flight is a thing. And I yeah. guess it kicked in and she literally chose flight. But, like, who just runs after they've killed their family member? I mean, I, I, I think I'd be too distraught to run. I know. I think I would... Literally be like frozen, you know, like freeze. We never know how we're going to react, but I like to think I, well, I don't like to think about it at all, but I think I would literally just be in tears, being like, I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to, try to like stop the bleed, anything. Yeah. Whereas
0: the fact that she fled, to me, doesn't sound like she was shocked that she shot her brother. It's very weird. Um, Do you know what I mean? Like, if it was an accident, you would drop the gun immediately and be like, I'm never touching a gun again.
1: One of the police officers actually said that the type of gun she shot was so loud, it would, like, leave your ears ringing, and you would drop it in shock. Yeah. And the fact that she ran with it, he found really weird. Yeah. Later, while still on the run, she tried to hijack a car at gunpoint at an auto body shop. But before she could, police picked her up after being called by the owner, and she was arrested, with the officers finding not only the gun still in her possession, but also a fresh round in the chamber and another round in her pocket.
0: Mm hmm that
1: makes me think she was intending to shoot it again. I also know nothing about guns, as we've yeah, said no, before. I'm... But to put a new round in, would she have had to unload it? I think so. I it, Did you say it was a
0: shotgun? Yeah. Because normally, I mean, this is literally what I know from film. <laughs> <laughs> Do, don't you like shoot it and then take the like, shell out and then put another one back in
1: and I, then you go again I mean like, I, we're definitely going to get someone being like actually,
0: but um, we are two English girls we don't see I have never shot a gun no, and I don't I've... really
1: intend to later that evening Amy was released from the Braintree police station and taken home by her parents Judy and Samuel apparently Amy had been in such a highly emotional state I mean which you would expect yeah That it had been pretty much impossible to question her at that time. However, police did plan to follow up with an investigation and further questioning. At Seth's wake, Judy and Samuel reportedly held their daughter Amy close to them as she stood, seeming catatonic and zombie-like. Both Judy and Amy described the shooting as an accident, stating that the gun had just gone off. A medical examiner also ruled Seth's death an accident, with Chief Polio telling the Boston Globe on December 8th, 1986, every indication at this point in time leads us to believe it was an accidental shooting.
0: Okay.
1: On December 17th, 1986, a state trooper called Brian Howe, who was working with the district attorney's office investigating the case, along with two police officers from Braintree, interviewed the Bishop family at their home. With Howe's final report released at the end of March 1987, concluding that Seth Bishop's death was due to the accidental discharge of a firearm. Now, okay. according to a brilliant piece in The New Yorker by Patrick radden which is really great, I'm going to link it because yeah. um, it's, it's long, it's involved, it's brilliant, and mm. I could not give it a shout out because it was so helpful. Yeah, Amy Bishop received no counselling or psychiatric input following her brother's death and instead became reclusive and introverted inside the very place in which the incident occurred, with the family choosing not to move. They continued to go about their business, cooking and eating meals in the very room that their son and brother was violently shot dead in. Mm. Now, interestingly, this isn't the only other indiscretion in Dr. Amy Bishop's past. Oh, you would think that that's one? like assaulting Enough. someone, killing her brother. Yeah, That's quite a record. In 1993... Amy and her husband James had been questioned by the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco and Firearms over a mail bombing. Yeah. <laughs> Bitter. Yeah, that is um Reportedly, mm. Dr. Bishop had recently left her job as a researcher at the Children's Hospital in Boston. She had left on bad terms following a poor review from her postdoctoral advisor at Harvard, a man called Paul Rosenberg. In his review, Rosenberg had felt that Amy could not meet the standards required for work and said that she didn't seem stable. Not long after her departure, Rosenberg received a suspicious package in the post one day. Standing in his kitchen at around 11 at night, having just returned from vacation with his wife, Paul Rosenberg eyed the parcel warily. With the Unabomber still active at this time, which, if you're not familiar with the Mm Unabomber, he was an American domestic terrorist who sent bombs primarily through mail. So yeah, obviously he was highly aware of this. People were sort of eyeing all packages. Yeah, suspicious of everything. Yeah, as you would be. Yeah. And as he was highly aware of it, he decided to open the heavy package addressed to him carefully, Hmm. using a knife to cut the tape secure in the edges, before gingerly peeking inside whereupon he saw a pair of six-inch pipe bombs. Mm. He and his wife evacuated their home and alerted the bomb squad, whom, upon inspection, found that had Rosenberg not been more careful and had instead just pulled the lid off the package, the bomb would have likely detonated in his hands. Oh, wow. Now, the couple weren't ever charged with the crime, only ever identified as suspects Hmm. but let's discuss where they were even considered suspects by police yeah it wasn't just the timing of the package that pointed towards amy and james no it came to light through police interviewing that the couple had actually spoken to friends about how one might go about building a pipe bomb oh nice with amy even gifting her friend from college a guy named brian roach a present of 10 pounds of potassium permanganate a substance which can be used to make explosive. Apparently this was just a joke. More incriminating evidence against James came to light too. After Amy Bishop resigned from her role at the children's hospital, she was said to be on a verge of a nervous breakdown due to how upset she was over the whole thing. Upon witnessing his wife's distress, James apparently told a witness that he wanted to, quote, shoot, stab or strangle Rosenberg. Ah, so... It's kind of like the husband's more like her Hmm. rather than, yeah. This was prior to the bombs being delivered. However, James adamantly denied ever saying this, stating... I wouldn't know the guy if he walked into a bar, which like yeah, I'm inclined to believe. Like Yeah. Why would you know? Me and you. Mikey didn't meet you to your wedding day.
0: Yeah that's true. <laughs> He didn't
1: meet you until your wedding. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I mean, yeah. He was your plus one, but <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Amy's husband James also went on to point out that the tip came into a tip line and that the validity of the witness was never ascertained. Which, firstly, was spoken like a true scientist, I think. Yep. Yep. And secondly, another good point. Listen, tip lines are great. You get great information that can lead to arrests and suspects. But you also have to take it all over a pinch of salt. Like, anyone can call up. Yeah. People do call
0: up with bogus tips. And it's the great, like, not being funny, if you knew that they'd been asking about explosives and you wanted to frame them for something, perfect opportunity. Exactly.
1: Yeah. But, I guess, this is why, along with Amy and James declining to consent to searches of their home or take polygraph tests, investigators, although they look closely at a couple, they never actually charge them.
0: Mm.
1: Did they charge anyone? Like, no. Did they? No, no. it remains unsolved. Oh, that's yeah. annoying. Yeah. So it wasn't even the guy that was... It wasn't the unibomber. Well, yeah. they haven't linked it to him. Yeah. Back to February 2010, after the shooting, Amy Bishop was charged with one count of capital murder along with three counts of attempted murder and was held at Madison County, Alabama jail without bail. According to Alabama law, Bishop was facing either life in prison or the death penalty and prosecutors were hell-bent from the outset Mm. on seeking the death penalty. As is standard procedure with such cases, Amy Bishop was placed under suicide watch. And actually, here's a trigger warning just about suicide. You could probably skip ahead like 20 seconds. Mm. If you don't want to hear it. After two days in jail, Bishop slashed both her wrists with a razor blade in an attempt to take her own life. In a letter written to her friend, she stated she wanted to commit suicide as she was experiencing hallucinations and delusions and couldn't take what had happened at the university, nor the fact that there are now talks of re-examining her brother's death in 1986. She survived the suicide attempt. Mm. With at least nine witnesses... Amy Bishop's court-appointed attorney, Roy W. Miller, had no way of pretending this client didn't pull the trigger. Yeah. So, instead, he decided to try the plea of insanity, stating, This is not a who-done-it. This lady has committed this offence in front of the world. It gets to be a question, in my mind, of her mental capacity at the time or her mental state at the time that these acts were committed. And so initially, Dr. Amy Bishop pled not guilty by reason of insanity to capital murder. However, on September 11, 2012, she changed this to a plea of guilty, except in a plea deal on September 24, 2012, where she was given life in prison without the possibility of parole. The spouse of one of the victims of the shooting had requested that she was not given the death penalty in a letter penned to Judge Alan Mann wherein they stated that they saw no benefit in the loss of another life, despite their great suffering.
0: Oh, that's very mature.
1: I, I see their point. Also, I kind yeah. of think, like, death's a she's, very easy way out. Yeah, she's, even though she right has right already
0: right. tried to kill herself. Yeah. Death is what she wants. Exactly. She doesn't want to suffer in prison for the rest of her life, yeah. so you
1: might as well give her, like, don't give her what she wants. Exactly. Like, make her suffer, yeah. Actually punish her. Yeah. This was put forward to the other families of the victims and the nine survivors of the shooting who all agreed that they did not seek the death penalty. So it's very big of them. And so, Amy Bishop was sent to live the rest of her days behind bars at Julia Tutwiler Prison for Women in Alabama. However, in oh, 2014... God. There's more. <laughs> yeah, there's more. <laughs> Bishop filed a petition to have her murder conviction overturned as she argued that she was schizophrenic and not adequately assessed before her trial, as well as misinformed of her rights by the court. However, as part of her plea deal, Amy Bishop had waived the right to appeal her sentence, and therefore, her appeal was rejected. But, what about her brother's death? Well, boy, there is a lot out there. A whole other conspiracy, which I will try to cover briefly. (laughs) Digging a little deeper, it turns out that Judy Bishop, Amy's mother, if you remember, Mm. was quite well regarded in Braintree, becoming part of the local government body, with a resident of the town, Deb Kozarek, stating that, She, Judy, was like the town's spokesperson. And, therefore, perhaps she had some say in how things played out for her daughter on that fateful day in 1986. Ah. The chief of the police department at the time was John Polio. I mentioned him earlier. Yeah. And he was an acquaintance of Judy's. In 2013, the then police chief, Paul Fraser, spoke in an interview, the one I mentioned earlier. Yeah. And in 1986, he was a young officer. He tells of how he remembers Judy turning up at the police station demanding to see chief polio even calling him by his first name as he had once been a big supporter of judy bishop when she was a member of the town meeting in the 80s it then became a widespread rumor amongst police officers that polio had granted himself a political favor by letting amy bishop go without any charges Mm. as he was trying to sway members of the town meeting to raise the retirement age of police officers I think because he like wanted to stick around as chief for longer, he was in his sixties. Okay. I mean take your retirement, buddy. Just, yeah. just go. <laughs> yeah, just take it and run. Yeah. I mean
0: I mean, I'd love to retire yeah. longer.
1: Now, Polio has adamantly denied these claims, stating yeah. that he didn't order anyone to release Amy Bishop and that he had believed the witness report, which happened to be the suspect's mother, that the yep. gun had been accidentally discharged. Furthermore, it seems that the final report that saw Amy let off the charges didn't detail her attempt to hijack a car. Hmm. So they, he was—he says that he was never aware at the time that yeah. she had held the staff up at the auto body shop at gunpoint, and that if that had been included, perhaps charges would have been brought against her, or a psychiatric evaluation may have taken place at the time, highlighting any problems earlier on in her life.
0: Yeah. So Ultimately. How did that get missed off, then? <laughs>
1: <sighs> Miscommunication, I yeah, guess. Just, just not being put... I don't know. I, yeah, I, I mean, mean, it seems like a big detail with, to me, yeah.
0: but, I mean, <laughs> you think that's like, oh, where did you arrest her? Oh, when she was holding a... Mechanical, like, yeah, 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 a car dealership up at gunpoint. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, that's okay. You can just leave that out of the report. Yeah, does, one, no, that's no, no biggie. We all do because, that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's not vital
1: information. Don't worry. <laughs> Ultimately... Dr Amy Bishop has not been charged with her brother, Seth Bishop's, death. And furthermore, following a review of the 1993 pipe bomb case by Chief Federal Prosecutor, US Attorney Carmen Ortiz, it was decided that Bishop would not be charged for the bombing attempt either. So, yeah, still unsolved. Yeah. In 2015, five years after the shooting of her colleagues, Amy Bishop apologised for the first time for her actions. Wow. In a handwritten note, she referred to the incident as a terrible crime, saying she felt sorry for the victims and their families and her own family. However, she still maintains that her trial and lawyers were inadequate. <laughs> of course she does. Yeah. <laughs> the most severely physically injured victim of the shooting, Joseph Leahy, rejected Bishop's apology. And I mean, who can blame uh, yeah. him? Yeah. Like, I mean, too little too late. Yeah.
0: <laughs> also, you've massively
1: changed his life. Yeah. Like, he's, never he's basically g- blind. Yeah. Leahy said... Do I think she's truly sorry? I think she truly wants to get out of prison. That's what I think. I agree with him there. <laughs> That's not going to happen though, is it? Yeah, it's not, but... And just when you think this insane case is over... Oh, God. I have more. one <laughs> more. Actually, I kind of have two more bizarre things. Yeah. And unfortunately, a really tragic twist. So we'll oh, do the okay. tragic twist okay. first. Yeah. So Amy and James had a son, the youngest child, and they called this boy Seth. After Amy's mm. late brother. Yeah. Which is perhaps weird in itself, like, depending on whether you think she killed him Acc- yeah, accidentally Yeah, was an accident or, or yeah, 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 yeah. But in what seems to be an echo of the past, Seth Anderson, taking his father's name, was shot and killed in Huntsville, Alabama, on April 19th, 2021, at the age of just 20 years old. 18-year-old Vincent Harmon was arrested for reckless murder following his death. But I struggled to find any updates about his case since April last year. So, mm. I mean, maybe it's been postponed because of COVID. And like, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's very weird and very sad. And, yeah. Um, it's, similar ages. Similar. Yeah. And he looks a lot like his uncle. Like, they said it in oh, one article. Really? And I was like, that's he? And then I saw and I was like, oh, oh. he does. Mm. His obituary in the Huntsville Times said, he'll be remembered as a goofy, adventurous kid that loved taking hikes, watching old movies and borrowing books from his older sisters. Oh, wow. Really sad. How weird is that,
0: though? Yeah, That is weird. So he wouldn't have been born when his uncle... No, 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 no. Like, he was born after his uncle was shot.
1: One more thing before we wrap up. If you remember me mentioning earlier about Amy Bishop being part of a writer's group... Yeah. Well, I said I'd come back to it, (laughs) and I didn't forget. It appears Amy wrote three unpublished novels of the dark thriller variety, Mm. and they seem to be more autobiographical in parts with characters dreaming of great careers in science and being haunted by the death of a young boy. Amy has acknowledged the parallels to her life, however, and how could she not? One of her plots tells of how the main protagonist struggles with the guilt of killing her younger brother by accident in a fit of rage and now suffers with regular flashbacks of the incident. So I think in the book, she throws a rock at her brother and it kills him. Yeah. In another book, her main character, Beth, has an artistic father. Not unlike Bishop, whose yeah. own father was a yeah. professor of art. Yeah. And mm. there is also a passage where Beth is handling a 9mm handgun. Again, much like the gun Bishop used to shoot her colleagues. Yeah. The passage reads, The empty clip slid into the 9mm easily. Beth sat on her bed, the gun and its paraphernalia strewn about while she worked on it. She sat back down with the dictionary. She mulled over words like love, loneliness, hopelessness, despair. She looked at words like murder and suicide.
0: Hmm. Makes you wonder yeah. what she did before. Because obviously, she yeah. went home for a couple reading of hours, that. It's not she? hard to imagine that's how yeah. she may
1: be prepared.
0: Yeah. Also, like, obviously, it sounds like her husband was like. Maybe not necessarily in on it, but one, knew what she was like, and two, was quite similar to her. He call- she called him up and said, it's done. It's done, yeah. He definitely knew what I she was I don't know how he didn't do. get it. Also, he, like, if they had a gun in their home, surely in the couple of hours that she was home, out or however long she was in the meeting for, because they were in the meeting for quite a while before she stood Yeah. Like, I said 30 minutes, but some reports did say 50, so. Yeah, so... He would have found it like if he would have been
1: suspicious if she was acting strange. Apparently, after it happened, Judy, her mother, said to James like, "You had a gun in the house." And I also oh, really? um saw in my research that he took her to a shooting range. So he knew she kn- knew how to load yeah, a gun. Yeah,
0: yeah. Like they, he knew that they had a gun in the house. Yeah, he knew she behaved he erratically. He knew her what when her brother was killed. Okay, yeah. so he knew she shot someone before like yeah, he knows, he, he's, not, he, he's not innocent
1: in this. Uh, even if he's not necessarily guilty, he's not innocent. Yeah. Yeah. But and it appears that even in prison, Amy Bishop hasn't given up on writing, recently sending a letter to her friend, Rob Dinsmore, asking them to try and sell a poem. Oh. Not just any poem. Oh, uh-huh. of course not. A rap. Oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, rap, poem... Uh, this, yeah. Now, to okay. give her some credit, she did propose sending money from the rap poem, whatever, <laughs> to her victim's families. <laughs> but, first of all, it just is a bit, like, insane to think we we're going to make money. I, yeah. And also, oh it's gosh. just so bizarre. <laughs> and I think I've said the word bizarre a lot in this case, but, like, it just sums it all up. Yeah.
0: Do you have Do you have the rap? I, I do. Are you going to rap it for um, a... <laughs> do you want me to give you a bag
1: Pete? <laughs> So, yeah, we're going to end on our murderer's poetry. <laughs> A piece called Jow House Rap. oh, that's what it's called. Like, yeah.
0: Oh, nice. Original. I Which, love it. by
1: the way, Amy says, yeah. has been adopted as an anthem of sorts by her fellow inmates. Yeah. Mm, yeah, right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah right. They like, probably, like, it's probably how. She's probably you in a maximum all... security prison. Yeah. I doubt these women are like, oh my god, that's such a cool rap. <laughs> they probably just sing it to take the piss out of her and she doesn't realise it. Like, I wish I had the full rap. I'll read it anyway, and I'm not
0: going to rap it. Oh. oh. We can get some baggy music. Yeah, <laughs> Get a beat going. Like a... <laughs> nah, I can't beat a box.
1: <laughs> so it starts. Yeah. Here we are. Oh, maybe I will rap it. I'd do it. Here we are, sitting in jail. Let me go ahead and tell you our tales. We sleep and dream our way out of here. Our powerless is very clear. <laughs> Mic draw. <drop. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what did you think?
0: Um, mental, like from yeah. start to
1: finish. You can see why mental. I was like, I need to cover yeah, this.
0: That was absolutely mad. One, how
1: did no one see that coming? So I did again see something. I feel like I am keep saying this, but like... Yeah. When you're writing things, when you're researching, I promise you, it's so hard to know what to include and what not to. You, you um, read so much, yeah. Don't you. The person who hired her did say that they don't tend to do background checks on people, which is insane. They're working with like other people. I guess they're not uh, like I, kid, I so. heard something similar because you in America you don't need because it's such they they a big have, like, country. A
0: yeah, it's not for the whole country. It's literally for the state, and sometimes it's not even for the state. It's for like the county. So as long as they've not done anything in that county, they're fine. But also, she was never charged, so it wouldn't have come up. Yeah.
1: Which she wasn't technically,
0: I don't think, charged for the Also IHop makes thing. me query, like, her mum and her dad, are they, do they, obviously they know what she's like, but do they
1: know, I, I don't know how to Well, make... they've always adamantly said that the dad didn't return home and that Judy didn't return home until just before the brother was shot. And there, are, there have been things that have said that if they change their story, it would be a massive... Contradiction because there'd be no reason for Amy to feel unsafe enough to load a gun yeah. because she wouldn't have been home alone home. and scared of burglars.
0: Yeah. yeah, so she was obviously home alone, and then her brother came home, and then her mum came home, and then I she think her and her brother.
1: brother were home alone
0: all day, and her brother like popped out. Yeah, so absolutely so insane. Had to her, cover it. Her mum and dad must have had some idea that. Or are they again? Are
1: they a little? You bit don't like know if the whole that, family's a bit yeah. odd. Yeah. I just feel really sorry for the kids, the three daughters. Yeah. And obviously I felt sorry for Seth Anderson. Yeah. Um, whilst he was alive and I feel very sad that he was killed. Yeah. It was completely not well, related. But really sorry for the the because yeah. their mums obviously. That's what I mean, prison, the three youngest. Like,
0: yeah. yeah, and their brother's been shot. Yeah. And it doesn't sound like their dad's the best most <laughs> no. supportive. But yeah. Or are they like it? It's like you never know. Never you know. just don't, and obviously know.
1: all the victims and their, like, oh, their of course. Families sure, that, like, family goes about saying, horrific. doesn't it? Yeah, so I'm not going to name her books because I don't want anyone to go and read them. And yeah, I mean that rap is. I can only. I mean, it doesn't even. It doesn't. <laughs> I'm. I'm surprised it's not top in the charts. I'm. Yeah. I mean, Christmas number one, right there. <laughs> but I also. It doesn't even. I mean, maybe I didn't read it in the right rhythm. But I feel <laughs> like it doesn't. flow. You didn't do it justice. Yeah. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm not a rapper. I don't know if that's very clear by my voice and my appearance. <laughs> <laughs> Rap is not my strong suit. No. But yeah, yeah. so that concludes... Mental. The Bizarre very Case of Dr. Amy Bishop. Yeah. So, if you have a ghost story or a case suggestion, you can email it to truecrimecoffinpod at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter... We are at true crime coven or on Instagram at true crime coven pod. And we are so thankful for everyone who listens and supports us. Like, this is just a,
0: yeah, like a thank dream. You so much everyone. I'm so happy.
1: We're not just, well, hopefully not just talking to ourselves. We say well, this. We, we yeah, we, anything, we, yeah. yeah. We might be talking to I'm, ourselves or just, I'm paying it to my cats. Yeah. yeah. But <laughs> yeah. if you did want to donate to us for any reason at all to support us, you can do so by going to ko-fi.com forward slash true crime coven pod so that is ko fi.com at true crime coven pod. We are so grateful for you just listening, though. So, yeah, thank you, everyone. And thanks for listening today. Stay spooky. <laughs>